It's time to go full speed ahead with Michael Kelly. Each week, we take you inside all the big sports stories at USF from the perspective of the man who oversees the program, Vice President of Athletics, Michael Kelly. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. So last week's show, there was a little bit of news on a Tuesday as far as renderings and the on-campus stadium and all that. We've got a few more things to talk about that are happening this week on this week's version of Bull Speed Ahead. Oh, there's a bowl game to get you set for, a ticket update when it comes to that, graduation, some really cool stories behind the scenes, a huge performance by men's basketball, and a big-time doubleheader coming up this week, and some other surprise elements to the show. Michael Kelly, uh, first of all, thanks again for last week. Uh, and I know it's a generic question, but what continues to be the reaction to the renderings? And do you continue to get questions like we threw at you last week? Uh, it's been a great couple of weeks to be a Bull. I'm so excited for our, our fans, our student athletes, obviously everyone working so hard here at the university. So so much good momentum going on as a, as a university, as an athletic department, and, and certainly the uh, all the good news coming out about the stadium last week. Uh, uh, just you know, just it was ex- exponential to even my highest expectations in terms of how people have received the initial renderings. In terms of the overall news about the fundraising success, to have already been over forty-three million dollars in gifts su- supplied to that, and and just the way now we've been able to release those at the perfect time to hit kind of the tail end of recruiting here. Some of the great opportunities we got with the national television broadcast with the uh, with the bowl game coming up mm-hmm. next week. So so many really cool cool things. But I'm glad people are pleased. We got a lot of work to do, but obviously not we all know the timeline now that we all know how we're working together to deliver the very best stadium we can uh, we can put together with our budget is going to be extraordinary so we're excited it probably didn't hurt with all that the coaching staff is having to do right now and it's all positive things that they're looking towards of course a bowl game uh, trying to lock up a recruiting class to give them that little boost of energy. Did you sense that from Alex Golish, or have you even had a chance to see him because he's <laughs> all over the place? <laughs> yeah, to Alex and his staff's credit, they are out working really, really hard to to secure the the very best uh, recruiting class we can we can have, and and, and things are looking great. Um, so they're working so hard right now, and I'm so proud of them, so appreciative of, of of their efforts. But yeah, this it is great. It worked out timing, and certainly somewhat strategically that they have mm-hmm. this already a great class in in, in play. Uh, and then have this kind of two-week uh, run leading right into signing day, where they can in- inject this extra bolt of energy with uh, with the, with the renderings and the and the news. Obviously, the great news that the ops building will open 26 by the time a lot of these guys will get settled in and be really ready to as, as part of their their bull their bull experience. And then obviously you, you you then move forward to the to the stadium in 27. So that's really really cool. Does the coaching staff get extra copies of the uh, renderings uh, or anything like that they can physically show? Or is it well, you know what they do. I mean, we have a great awesome. uh, we have a great graphic uh, design team. Not only that handles all aspects of athletics, but a couple that zero in strictly on on mm-hmm. the football side of things, particularly on the recruiting side. So once we were able to get those high resolution uh, images produced last week, they we got them to them, and I know uh, I'm, not, I'm sure they're using them in a, lot, a whole lot of different uh, dimensions as, as we uh, you know have had. This will coming up will be our third straight week of official visit weekends, and obviously they're out on the road uh, all last week and all this week visiting people in their homes. So it's a great way to kind of showcase something new that, uh, to my knowledge, no one else has the ability to show something that new like we do. So it's another great, uh, a great tool. 
just popped into my head that question, and also the fact that I'm sure a lot of Bulls fans already have it as their screensavers <laughs> on their laptop. <laughs> so, so. I hope so. Yeah, I hope have so. to, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so the bowl game. Uh, we will have, I believe, one more podcast before the actual kickoff of the game. Uh, but we talked last week about how to get tickets to GoUSFBowls.com. Can you give us a, an idea of how that's going? Well, the great news is the response has been really, really strong. So we've been able to sell out the entire allotment we had in, as our responsibility to the bowl game. So we're proud of that. Pleased that everyone stepped up to, to do that. So we should have a really great uh, presence uh, amongst our, our fans, there it's uh, we still have the ability uh, to to bring you know more more bulls to, to come to help the bulls sell even even more tickets. There's a link that is on gousfbulls.com. You click that link, it's just a way to kind of get again closer to the seating sections that our bulls fans okay. will be in. It also actually even gives us some revenue opportunity that uh, by uh, kind of a revenue share with the uh, with the bulls. So s- still encourage you to go through gousfbulls.com if you have not yet gotten your tickets. It'll, it'll help the department, and obviously it'll get you closer to sitting with uh, the rest of Bulls Nation on what we hope will be a very uh, very proud uh, uh, presence, if you will, down in Boca. That's outstanding news, and again, it's it, we'll probably talk about it one more time, but I wanted people to know that the night before, so they can plan for it, there's going to be a pep rally. Yeah, if you go to the website, there is some, some outline of activities, but we'll, we'll reemphasize it next week. But on the, on the eve of the game at 6 o'clock in, in Meisner, Plaza there in, in downtown Boca. There's a there's a pep rally that uh, certainly all of our band and spirit squads will be at, and and just a great way to kind of connect with other bulls and kind of have a good good night out before uh, on the eve of the game. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of bulls bulls fans down there. Awesome, and a lot of uh, chances to connect pre football. We'll get to basketball in just a little bit, but in and around everything, there was an, uh, the culmination for a lot of student athletes took place this past weekend with graduation and and I can tell you how important it is in one specific situation but give an idea of what kind of class graduated here in the winter yeah you know each semester we're able to have a really special uh, reception uh, for all of our graduating student athletes so uh, last Monday uh, we were able to do that again with uh, you know led by our academic services team and our enhancing you team to all kind of come together we were able to salute uh, 29 different folks that are graduating this um, that graduated last weekend, which is really really cool, and it's just a chance for us to to have a brunch for them, uh, right there with their you know support staff, their tutors, their coaches, oh, nice. uh, myself and President Law get a chance to speak to them and congratulate them, and we you know we give them their special sash that they wear that says student athlete, so when they're walking in their regalia that they stand out, and nice. and we give them a nice gift. It's a really nice. Uh, diploma frame with uh, photos from a photo of them from from action that they they put so wow uh, as as uh rosemary from our uh, academic services tells them it's like hey this is really cool because i don't know what everyone all our listeners frames like on the diploma but it's just a basic standard frame around mine <laughs> this thing's really really nice with photos and, and imagery about their student athlete experience so it's something they can treasure and, and be proud of for forever so that's a really cool thing that we do and and then that leads into uh you know, like I said, 29 of them being able to walk back in December, and we look forward to the next batch of Bulls, uh, graduating Bulls in, in May. Awesome. So the personal situation I wanted to pass along is what I saw, because I was, and we'll get more into volleyball here in a second, because the Final Four is in town, and the the actual volleyball team season just came to it, and after a fantastic, fantastic year, uh, going to Georgia Southern and being able to broadcast that match on Bulls Unlimited. After the match, and it was a big-time win, and everyone was excited, but one person in particular, Marta Svitkovic, had this kind of, why is she so concerned-looking? And I realized what she was concerned about. Yes, we were getting to go to UTEP and play in the semifinals, but she wanted to make sure she figured out how 
she was going to be able to graduate. And a lot of stuff went into play, and a lot of people I saw on the phone, and it worked out, I guess. Oh, yeah, it did. And, and obviously, that just kind of shows the, the great balance of, of life so many of our bulls have. I mean, you know, it's important to graduate, and that was a ma- major milestone for, for her and for her to have the jubilation of winning an important postseason match, but then realizing, oh, man, how can I make this work? And so she was supposed to, she was going to be able to uh, walk on Saturday, but that's our travel day to get to El Paso. So with the help of uh, President Law and Paige Gears and, and, and the president's office staff, they were able to still accommodate Marta to be able to walk on Friday night because we played that game at Georgia Southern on Thursday. So call kind of came to me quickly. Is there anything that can be done quick call of the president and to wow. her, her staff was able to uh, accommodate it and, and allow her to be able to walk uh, still be able to do it and her mom was in town obviously which is a f- far trip from from her home country and so it all worked out and, and <laughs> it required you know her and mom to, to drive back here to get here in time because the rest of our team went straight to <laughs> went straight to El Paso so uh, it all worked out and I'm glad it was that meaningful to her to want to do that and I'm glad we were able to accommodate it because it made special and I saw she and President Law took a special uh, photo uh, you know before the ceremony and that's proof of alignment between uh, just the great caring that our overall administration shows for our student athletes and obviously compliments what we do here directly in athletics for them. Wow. Well, that would explain who Jody Libadisas, the sports administration, was on the phone with, and it all was just coming yeah. together like that. Yeah, wow. great point. Jolene and, and Jody, uh, you know, you know, trying to do everything they can for the, you know, to, to get everybody what they need from a student-athlete standpoint. Wow. That was a great example of it. Great uh, follow-through to be able to make something happen. That was right after the match. And, by the way, let's, before we get to the Final Four, which South Florida is the host institution for, uh, they turned around and went to, as you mentioned, UTEP, which is a team that really came close to making the NCAA tournament. They've been selling out their building. It was a very difficult turnaround. They pushed them, in, especially the second set, did lose, but what a season. I don't mean just, oh, good season. It was a great season that came to an end on Sunday. And, and, and we, I also have to say, what a fun group to be around. I didn't know that Coach Shepardson, as they get off the bus day of game, does all these different dances, one yeah, for I every. I wasn't familiar with that, too, until our, until our creative team brought that to light the other day. It, it, was, cool. was, it cool. was really cool, and they were so fun. On the way home, by the way, we stopped off in Stark at a McDonald's, and the high school, Bradford High School, was their team bus was leaving to go play in the state finals that night, and a couple of the girls, Reagan and, and Lauren, off to the side, and were saying, go Tornadoes. They're just <laughs> spontaneous and fun. But as far as the actual season coming in and in, what a great year. Yeah, great season. The, the young ladies came together, fought hard. Some overcame injuries. Some had to fall and weren't able to play the second half of the season, but yet right. – uh, people picked picked up the slack and next person up and delivered in a in a big way. So it was a really yeah you're right. It's it's a fun season to look back on and just realize how far they grew as a group, how far they grew individually, and to see I think a coaching staff really blend together well with some new additions we had there and and, and Jolene leading them in, in, in a great and enthusiastic way. So when you think through the whole season with the you know dramatic awesome start to play some you know nationally ranked teams at the Yangling Center and at Amelie Arena. Uh, great crowds throughout the season to go undefeated in the in the corral yeah. to to then advance to uh, the NIVC and make it all the way to the national semifinals. Uh, it's really cool. So I'm proud of them. Excited to see what we can do moving forward. And I hope our fans will not only remember this fondly but uh, continue to support them. I know they have uh, visions and hopes to go on a foreign tour this this summer, which is going to take some fundraising. So yeah. I, I hope people okay. that. Uh, want to help them continue to get better better and stronger and keep their mission alive to win conference championships and go to the NCAA tournament uh, are all within our grasp and certainly some great momentum for that. So let's uh, let's honor and continue to support these young ladies in our program and, 
and Coach Sepperson for all the good good momentum they've got going right now. Amen to that. Uh, one of the injured players you mentioned, Amanda Dewitt, she was the other one that was uh, out there on the parade route the other day. It was very, very fun to be a part of. You mentioned the NCAA tournament. The Final Four is set, and it is power-packed, and it is in Tampa. It was actually, and here's a little idea, a gift idea. I was getting some stuff at the Tampa Bay Sports Store, which is right there at Amelie Arena. Uh, it's open noon to 6, and they have those USF lightning hats. They're green and gold oh, yeah? with the lightning insignia, nice. and I grabbed one. And Jose Fernandez, if you're listening, I grabbed yours too. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Uh, but we were there, and I saw they've already got everything set up. They were setting things up for the, the tournament. Now, that's from the building side. Tell people what being the host institution is like. I'm sure it's a lot. Yeah, when you host a national championship like this, obviously you take your cues and your leadership from the NCAA staff. They've got a great team that, that yeah. runs all these championships, and they divide their championship staff into different segments. Of course, a uh, power team leading the, the NCAA volleyball championship since it's always been a great sport, but the growth of it and the uh, momentum behind the sport as a whole this year has been tremendous with all the uh, – I mean, we had record crowds at Amelie and at Yangling, but as you recall, Nebraska, one of the teams playing in this match, and – you know, played in the middle of their football stadium and had 70,000, 80,000-plus at that match. So uh, unbelievable uh, enthusiasm and support for the sport. But when you put something together, you've got the NCAA staff kind of running it the way they need to. They need a great what we call a local organizing committee, and that's kind of comprised of the Tampa Bay Sports Commission, led mm -hmm. by Rob Higgins and Claire Lessinger, uh, two with both very very deep USF roots, obviously. And then then it requires a host institution, and uh, which we obviously play that role. And then obviously you got the building itself with the Emily Arena staff. So together, we comprise what's called the local organizing committee. We put it together to make everything that we bid for uh, come come to light. Uh, and the way our part of the part of that equation is is really related a lot to game management. A lot of the communications and sports information, and statistical work, mm. uh, general support of uh, you know we've provided our court uh, you, you know the, the un, that'll go underneath the you know just just whatever we can provide equipment wise and, uh, and other things since we're used to we're the d1 institution in, in in the city to be able to deliver all that so that's our part of the piece of the pie so a lot of uh, you know our event management people our communications people a handful of our marketing people handling game presentation that kind of stuff are all down there working all week getting ready for these three big matches come c coming up so we're proud to play a part of that the arena obviously has to run their part the sports commission handles everything as our bosses here locally to kind of make it all come come alive and what they do so well is find ways to make it an extra special uh, experience for the student athletes even beyond what's required in the NSA handbook so to have wow. a welcome reception when they get off the tarmac tonight to, to, to that they'll greet them in a, in a first class manner there's a you know cruise that all the student athletes will go on uh, tomorrow night that's oh, nice. special so, so how do you make them never forget not only playing in a championship game in a huge arena but to i guess bring kind of that local flavor of what tam what's special about tampa bay to make sure they they realize just how, how appreciative we are to have this and, and the big thing of things we do it because it's cool uh to be able to bring major sporting events obviously to, to help showcase a sport like volleyball as is certainly in our best interest as a university but hey at the end of the day the sports commission mission is how do we get publicity for our, our uh, community and it's going to be on the, the national championship game is going to be on abc tv live national Big television chance. <laughs> chance for that uh and then obviously the heads and beds this is a sold out event this is this is this is twenty thousand people that are filling the amelie arena most of them obviously from pittsburgh wisconsin <laughs> from uh, nebraska and beyond so all these texas folks in texas well, wow. so, so all coming coming here all spending time in a when our weather's going to be great and fun activities downtown oh. just a great showcase opportunity so it's all a big part of the team tampa bay mission and we're excited to have it but most importantly we just hope 
we can do the sport justice and, and, and help them cap what's been an amazing season in a, in a special way and do it in a way that benefits Team Tampa Bay. Thursday night semifinals, Nebraska against Pitt at 7, then Wisconsin against Texas. Nebraska, you mentioned selling out the football stadium, was undefeated until they lost to Wisconsin late in the season. So I'm sure a lot of people think it's going to be them, but Pitt and Texas are really, really good. And we have a little special connection, obviously, with Nebraska in that our former senior women administrator, Marquita Armstead, is their senior women administrator at Nebraska. So she she serves as sport administrator for Nebraska volleyball, so it'll be good to have uh, her back in Tampa, and I'm sure she's hoping for a national championship. Well, I did not have a rooting interest until just now, <laughs> as you mentioned. Love Marquita. All right, so that's a lot already. That would be enough for a normal episode, but we get, want to talk about basketball here in Michael Kelly's office, where they've probably been there for a while, but I just noticed them for the first time today. You have some USF M&Ms. Now, I didn't know whether they were off limits or not, but how did you get that done? They actually had the bowl logo on them. That full credit goes to Bailey Klein, my executive assistant, who does a tremendous job of, of all things uh, hospitality and keeping me on track. How so. did she do that? Did she call M&M's? She's amazing. I don't know how she got the custom-made M&M's, but I just am grateful for it. It looks good. Did you have some? I, I didn't want to touch them. Can I? Can <laughs> yeah. I have a couple? Yes, absolutely. All right. That's happening. No, it's cool. A lot of cool stuff out there. So go ahead and look for your customized uh, M&M's out there today and get your Bull U, uh, <laughs> get, get your bull U version. And then, okay, as I'm driving up, it's... Hopefully this is new, and I've just, again, just noticed it. But it looks like the front of the whole baseball softball complex has gotten a paint job, and it looks like gray, which I love. I know the green and gold are the colors, but yeah. there's usually gray tones. I love when the women's basketball team went with the gray unis. That's yeah. new, right? Yeah, we have. We've, we've done that. You know, once the what we, we, we felt is that once the um, indoor practice facility was, was built and has a nice modern look to it with some, some gray kind of mixed into that, to that white, so then we... Uh, then we were able to uh, come and we painted Corbett Stadium uh, in the summertime, it, the, kind of that oh, nice yeah. clean version. So then once we just, it was just time. It's been over 10 years for some of these facilities that have never gotten their exterior painted. And so the nice, clean, fresh look. So you're right, we got baseball stadium and softball stadium done. It looks fantastic. It's going to be nice, clean, and fresh, ready for the season coming up. Uh, we hope to get Leroy Selman Center done here in the weeks ahead. And then ultimately we want to we want to be able to do that with the uh, Yangling Center as well. It's just a... Uh, that's a, that's a major paint job, so <laughs> more money to raise before we can get to that step. But. Awesome. So in the press box uh, where I broadcast on Bulls Unlimited with baseball, we can get a recliner then? Is that the next thing? Uh, maybe. 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 <laughs> well, you have to get some fundraising for that. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't seen that on the priority list on the broadcast. <laughs> All right, as long as I can steal your Cracker Jack before every game, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, now, uh, people that haven't seen the Yingling Center in a little bit, you got to get there on Saturday. And uh, speaking, we talked about the floor already. It's beautiful. You will love how it looks, and hopefully we love – the look of the team um, when it comes to both games. But before we get to men playing Loyola and then the women against the number three team in the country, NC State, what a performance in Sunrise. I don't know if you had a chance to go down there, but I was, of course, we had the radio broadcast just blown away by how they played after a week off. It was as good as I've seen a men's basketball team look in a while. What a win. It was a tremendous win, and obviously it's it's we've shown glimmers of uh – of opportunity here in the early season where we've played really well in some games and obviously we haven't played uh, coordinated in, in, in others. So it's all part of the process. But to see it kind of come together coming out of exam week like that when they yeah. really didn't have games, they were able just to kind of practice and study and to kind of come out excited and with great energy against a great opponent like Florida State was was fun to see. Move the ball well, shot well, defended with urgency. And obviously, as you mentioned, to, to have a double-digit win over a team that uh, has basically gone to the Final Eight, what – three of the last five years or whatever. So this is a major, major program. 
Uh, we hadn't beaten a, a, an ACC team since 2007. Uh, so for Coach Amir to do it in his first opportunity just kind of shows the trajectory that he's under. And and uh, it was fun to see the excitement of our fans, uh, some pride, and, and, and obviously the players play with great great urgency. So now they'll uh, learn from that and hope to keep building on that as they move into uh, the rest of the schedule coming up. What it made the difficult part of it was trying to figure out who I enjoyed watching the most. Uh, Selton Miguel, I know, got the weekly honors, but the way Chris Youngblood came out was hitting everything. Uh, really set the tone for the belief. Case and Pryor, who I love watching now, and yeah. Jaden Reed. I mean, all these guys are playing so well. Yeah, a lot of guys playing together for the first time, but with great energy and great urgency. And, you know, Chris uh, had had some nagging injuries in some recent games that had kind of not, well, not let him play probably the, as well as he wanted to. But I even saw in his own personal social media just the way he was like in the arena late at night shooting on his own and mm -hmm. just kind of shows the pride he takes in his work and it, it obviously paid off on on saturday because he played extremely well well you know someone else has been putting a lot of work to get on the court in this case a much more serious injury situation sammy puises and i just had a feeling that after the 10-day layoff we might see her and did we see her and did we see the best performance of the year from the women's team this mm -hmm. past weekend 105 against gardner webb that was a special situation. Yeah, really cool. So glad that Sammy's uh, was able to fight back and get on on the court. She, you know, is a tough injury to deal with back in the late summer, early fall, and she's battled back, never complained, just kind of kept working, 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 and trying to be able to be in the position she is. And so to finally get her on the on a court and game action uh, was great to see. Played her what, what 22 minutes, got 21 points in those 22 minutes. Uh, Good to see her. She had, had her had her had her shooting stroke down pretty good, considering she hadn't been able to play for a while. And I know she told me that she was, uh, you know, still working to get back in the game shape. But she certainly looked great, to, great to me, and it was great to have her. And and as I said, it just looked like she didn't miss a beat with her teammates because they moved the ball well and people shot well. It opened things up for Vicky, and uh, she shot well, and that was great to see. And obviously, it's going to give us a chance to not only have huge opponents coming up with NC State, Baylor, and others, but. Uh, Obviously, it's always about getting ready for uh, the potential of postseason play and, and, most importantly, conference play coming up starting right after New Year's. Yeah, open things up for Vicky at 31 points. Marina Asensio, also like Vlasic, with a career high in points with 16, made four threes. Fun to watch, and if they can play anything like that offensively, the defense is going to have a test, but either way, it sets up for an enjoyable situation. We're talking about national eyes being on the Tampa area and Lee Arena when it comes to volleyball. There's going to be some eyes on the Yingling Center on Saturday. A doubleheader, the men playing Loyola, which is 6-4, and four, at 4 o'clock. The women playing NC State, undefeated and ranked third in the country. I would highly advise people that might even have any love for basketball to not pass go and head out there. Yeah, this is an ultimate Tampa Bay home for hoops doubleheader, folks. I mean, it's really cool. What a great weekend. It's like, look, you know, our, our bowl game's not till next week. You got You got – the NCAA national championships for volleyball in town. They're playing Thursday and Sunday, but on Saturday, to have the have the Bulls doubleheader, have a men's game against, like you said, Loyola Chicago, recent Final Four participant, yeah. just a huge, huge opportunity for us against a good opponent on the men's side, and then to have a third-ranked team in the country with NC State coming in town. Obviously, played them a really good game last year up at Raleigh. Uh, so that now that that now that in our house, we got to go ahead and, and show well. Let's get behind these Bulls to. Uh, you know, get this doubleheader this this weekend. It's a huge, huge thing. So I urge Bulls Nation. Hey, let's let's. This is a great kind of pre-holiday opportunity to come out and 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 tr really showcase Tampa Bay's home for hoops with our men's and women's program. And if you're wondering, uh, it is one ticket for both. 
uh, it is not going to be a situation where they throw you out of the building after the first game. So 4 o'clock for the men, 7 o'clock for the women, one ticket gets you in for both. That's right. That's right. Come on out to Yangling Center and be a part of this great what great opportunity to catch both games. All right. And then when does when do you and everybody else head to, to Boca Raton? Yeah, obviously with this great doubleheader on the 16th, that'll be fun. And our, our, bowl, our football operations and our players will head down on Sunday afternoon okay. to Boca. They have a welcome event to be a part of with the bowl committee on on sunday night and then they'll spend the rest of the week down there at, they'll practice each day and they have uh, some charity events they've got a luncheon to go to they've got a beach kind of a beach party event they get to go to so a lot of really fun things that lead into uh, and then from a fan standpoint obviously we're focused on that pep rally on wednesday night and then right. leading into uh, leading into the ball game on thursday night at eight o'clock with obviously the opportunity to see some women's hoops games as we talked about last week so cool to it just worked out calendar-wise to have our women's basketball team playing in the West Palm Beach uh, Invitational at the same time that uh, our team, our men's football team is right down there in the, in the market. So Wednesday at 1.15, the women play up in West Palm Beach against uh, IUPUI. And then on game on bowl game day on, on Thursday, 3.30, we get to take on the Baylor Bears, which is a huge, huge game for, for our women. And then 8 o'clock being the, the football game. So I know Coach Jose and, and Tanya have told me they're – after the uh, after the game, they're heading heading down to uh, our our bowl game, and we'll we'll see them there. So I hope all, all of Bulls Nation will do that. Great way to have a support our women's basketball team and obviously our football team and a big opportunity. That first game, by the way, happens to be on a Wednesday, as you mentioned. Wear green Wednesday. I mean, it's going to be perfect, o- yeah. omnipresent as far as uh, South Florida Bulls fans down there south. But until then, remember Yingling Center on Saturday. So any last uh, words? Uh, any other Christmas gift ideas? Uh, from no, no, I have to go get these M&Ms that you're telling me about. That sounds pretty <laughs> good. Sounds pretty good. No, I'm just grateful to Bulls Nation. This is a lot of great things happening these last couple weeks and months, quite frankly. And let's uh, let's get uh, let's get out the Angling Center on Saturday. First things first, have a great doubleheader. And then uh, let's, let's go take over Boca and have a great week in, uh, down there for women's basketball and for football. So go Bulls.